0: We left traditional public school,
1: where too many kids were dropping out, or graduating unprepared for life, so we founded a school that puts students at the center.
0: We knew these students and families didn't want to give up.
1: Too many students were being failed by the system, so we designed our own system, and created a school our students deserve. My name's Rachel, and my name's Josh, and this
0: is Education Disruption.
1: Hello, this is Josh, and I'm Rachel, and we're back here for another episode of Education Disruption, episode six on responsive professional development.
0: So we've talked so far in this podcast about some of the structures that we've reimagined here at MEP Academy and our journey to do high school differently, to meet the needs of students that are traditionally underserved in other settings. So we talked about scheduling and we've talked about how we handled the first day. We've talked a lot about our students. We talked about having patience with our students and staff. And so professional development is a foundational element of any school or any workplace probably but certainly any school and it's not one of the many things that we have reimagined here
1: in I'm a traditional like school professional development is really laid out for the whole year they have the you know the, the school calendar and they know exactly what days that professional development meetings are going to be. And oftentimes they know exactly what topics each professional development day is going to yeah, be it's on. Probably, it's
0: probably usually published by now. It, it would have been worked on. A lot of people put a lot of work into that and a lot of work into assessing what the needs are and then coming up with a calendar and launching that calendar. And it's often very high quality information. It's certainly important information there we, but we know that in the type of school that we run here at MAP Academy, that our approach to PD, like everything else, needs to be centered on the individual and on the moment. So we have adopted a really different approach to PD in terms of making sure that the work that we do with our staff responds to where we're at at that time. So it we have buckets of things that we know are priorities, and we work under... Goals for the year, overarching goals of what it is we're trying to accomplish, and we can talk more about that. But the reality is that on a day-to-day basis, we have to be in tune with what's happening and what's working and what's not working and what people need. So we've set up some systems and structures to allow us to be responsive.
1: We've set aside some time in the calendar as well. So we have every, once a week, we have at least two hours together as a whole staff. We aim for more than two hours um but we have one day a week wednesday where full staff meets for at least two hours a week and then um we also knew for this year we built in one full day a month so that we really had time to dive deep into some of those uh overarching goals that we're trying to do as a school right so That
0: means that we release our students early on Wednesdays. They go home at 1 so that we can give our staff a break and then convene as a team to work through a wide range of topics. And it's really an important part of the culture here. It provides a break in the middle of the week and it allows us to kind of monitor and assess what's happening and guarantee that we have time to work through that as a staff. This is really hard work. All work in all schools is really hard and in particular in a new school, serving challenging and complex students, the work's hard. And so having a responsive PD model is one really important way that we can make sure that we're staying in tune with what the adults need so that they can continue to serve the students.
1: Yeah, and in, in keeping that, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, keeping the intention of truly doing high school differently so that our student population feels Like school is different for them when they come to MAP Academy, but with a different high school experience, we are also creating professional development opportunities for us, for our staff, which at times may not be the typical professional development. It may seem more like a staff meeting where we're all brainstorming, um, you know, the events of the week or, you know, what we need to do to be responsive to our students because something might have happened in one of the students' lives that that is rippling and affecting several students. It's really taken- so we don't
0: do a ton of outside PD. We don't based on what Josh is saying around responding to what our students need and what's going on. it it isn't productive for us, at least at this point as a two year beginning of year two school. It's not productive for us to say that on on such and such a date at such and such a time, this provider who's going to come in and talk about X or y or Z, even though we know that x and y and Z need to get talked about, and there's all kinds of great providers that could come in and help us. At the moment, that external sense is almost guaranteed to be a disconnect from the pulse of what's happening at that time. And so when we're asking so much of our staff to to then come in and sit and get that sort of sit and get PD that is often very common, you come in, you sit down and you get it whether you need it or not, is not really effective for us.
1: And a good example of that is we're not planning, you know, we're not planning the professional development for December in September. We're planning the professional development for September, in September, all connecting back to those overarching goals that we have as an organization. So we do have buckets of things that every professional development meeting touches upon, but we're not planning the actual sessions too far in advance because we want to be responsive.
0: It's kind of like classroom teaching, honestly. I've mentioned before that I was a classroom English teacher for a long time, and I find that responsive PD is much like responsive classroom teaching. So I can't when I was teaching English in middle school, I had overarching sense of where I wanted to go, but I was not looking at my lesson plans for like Josh said, I wasn't looking at lesson plans much more than a couple of days ahead because even though I had a sense of where I was going I need to be able to know what's happening and different classes are going different directions and different students are going different directions and that same mentality and we're honestly asking our staff to do that with our students our instructional model is based on that degree of personalization and to some extent our PD model is as well so we have three goals for this year based on Our experiences last year, we talked before about reflecting and being committed to a learner's stance. You have to be when you found a new school. But our three goals for this year are to strengthen our instruction. We focused a lot last year on engagement and re-engagement, and that will always be goal number one around here. Goal number one is always going to be engagement and re-engagement and having students connect with school. Because if we don't do that, we don't get to goals two, three, four or 100. So goal number one, engage. We did that last year, pretty much exclusively focusing on that. Uh, And then this year, our goal is to now that we get engagement to work on strengthening our academic progress so that we can help students to fill skill gaps and, and be more prepared for life after high school.
1: The second goal is to track uncommon measures, which we will probably dedicate a whole episode to in the future, but really breaking down what does success look like for our students? How can we break students up away from the traditional grade levels that that traditional high schools use that expect kids to progress based on what year they were born in? And how can we really take a, how can we go higher up and look at uncommon measures?
0: And take a creative approach to data. In that goal is how do we make sure that we're focusing on the right data points and collecting and tracking the right data in addition to the traditional data like attendance and course completion rates and And all of that stuff, standardized testing scores. We also want to make sure that we're looking at other less
1: commonly measured focus points. But those big buckets of goals that are driving our professional development and our staff meetings weekly allow us to be truly responsive to what's going on in the building in real time. Right.
0: So in doing that, it is very, very likely that – we are deciding the exact focus for our time together pretty close to our time together so that we can say, okay, well, this just happened. And how are we going to place that into the context of what we're talking about? And we try to make sure that we have through lines and threads and those overarching goals definitely provide that, but we're not scripting it out in advance. So And we start all of our staff PD, or almost all of it, we try to start all of it with a responsive, with a circle. We use circles as an engagement tool here and as a community building and a way to create connection. And we believe very much in that concept of circling up and having everybody have a voice. And so we do that at the beginning of our staff meetings as a way of checking in with each other and seeing where we're at. And we actually added this year, we, as hard as it is some mornings and the craziness, we actually are circling up as a staff every morning at 8.05. And we, as long as the weather's nice, we've been doing it outside, which is really nice. And we'll have to move it inside when it starts to get cold here in Plymouth. But for the time being, we're doing that morning circle. And then we start each, each Wednesday staff session with a circle.
1: And in a previous episode, we talked about finding the right teachers from Math Academy. And it takes a really special kind of teacher to take part in responsive professional development, because if we're coming up with the topics in real time, oftentimes those topics have come up from very recent events that have taken place and really to, to come together as a team and really be able to learn from one another's mistakes without, without feeling like you're being called out is at times a difficult thing to do as our staff is getting bigger.
0: It definitely is. And then there's some things that, you know, we really need to talk through. And there are definitely some norms. And the best way to set norms, the only way to really set norms is to do it as a whole group. You have to sort of norm what does this look like? What did it look like before? What does it look like now? What's working? What's not working? And that takes a lot of time to hash those things out. And in a traditional setting with the hierarchical leadership structures that generally guide everything, those conversations are happening, but they're happening at like one layer of leadership and then it's filtering down to the next layer and then filtering down to the next layer and three or four layers later, it's getting to the teachers and counselors and staff who are actually spending their day-to-day with students. So the difference here is that our PD, professional development, is around, is much more inclusive In the sense that it is involving the voices more frequently and deliberately of those who are actually doing the work with students, which here at MAP Academy is everybody because every adult here is doing the work of students. While trying not to
1: go too far into the weeds of any given topic or of any given student situation because we only have a limited amount of time together as a whole staff and
0: staff are at different points in their own journeys as educators as professionals as human beings and so we need to differentiate for our staff much like we do for our students so another thing that we added this year in an attempt to, we don't have traditional planning time here. So it's really pretty impossible in an asynchronous blended learning environment in a year two school, we may get someplace down the road where we have a big enough staff and we have a nuanced enough understanding of the flow of the day that we could get to a point where certain teachers have off periods. But we don't have that now and we also don't have duty periods quote unquote like where someone says you must do this at this time everything here is much more fluid and we love it that way so but it means that there that time here is harder to create environments we had to consciously think about creating focus points where we could come together to work on various things so we launched this fall a new approach to meetings we changed our actual teacher work day. Last year our teachers all worked 8:30 to f- or 8 to 4. Sorry, our student day is 8:30 to 3:30. Last year our teachers all worked 8 to 4. We changed that this year and it's another thing that is would be really weird in another setting, but we extended the work day on Tuesdays and Thursdays and then shortened it on Fridays. But so we created meeting time. And so not only do we have our Wednesday PD, But we have on Tuesday afternoons, we have an hour block where our studio teams, our interdisciplinary teams meet and they plan and and work together to be responsive to what's happening in their studios. And on Thursdays, we have an instructional planning meeting at which we talk specifically that specifically instruction, where we, as we get through the year so far, we've been kind of still norming and getting things going. But as we go, that will be the place where course development and review happens, where we do standard setting around what student work looks like and around what, demonstrates confidence and holistic scoring and standardized assessment, data analysis, and all that stuff will happen at that time on Thursdays. And then we also have twice a week team lead meetings at which we have that we do have and recognize the need for a layer of some of our returning team members to help us to sculpt and shape things that maybe everyone isn't ready or needs to be part of the conversation on because you can definitely get bogged down in the detail of everybody talking through everything
1: but because we're a responsive school and because we are truly innovating in the high school experience it's a really uh it's a really empowering feeling for a teacher or a staff member to come work at MAP Academy to know that change is possible. Because oftentimes when you're stuck in that traditional setting and you do it year after year after year, it feels like change is impossible. And one of the reasons why we really wanted to start this podcast is to to demonstrate that change is possible, even in an institution that really hasn't fundamentally changed much in the last hundred or so years.
0: And we're very fortunate. At Map Academy, due to our status as a new school and as a charter school, which gives us all kinds of autonomies, we're very fortunate here that we control pretty much all the variables, and that's a really, really cool and empowering thing to know that we have control over all the variables. But you don't have to control have control over them all to create disruption and create change in the variables that you do control. So. That, it, you know, we do talk outside the box about pretty much everything around here because we worked really hard to get to a place where we had a clean slate and where we could cr- really do it differently. But professional development is the type of thing that could be changed up on its own independent of other variables.
1: Yeah, we, we view this podcast as a professional development experience for our staff, a lot of times as you can imagine starting a new high school as we mentioned in episode 1 we uh, we get a lot of questions like you you did what you started a new high school so we've started telling, you know, our our current staff members and potential staff members, you should really check out the podcast because it it tells a story. It talks about what we thought about when we were rethinking high school and we will continue to tell these stories because it's really helping capture this journey of mm-hmm. opening and operating a new innovative high school. And it changes over time.
0: And that's true quite literally of everything except the foundational pieces. And again, with PD, we've talked a lot about flexibility and we will continue to talk a lot about flexibility. But honestly, in the end, coming down to responding to adult needs and adult development requires flexibility. It means we have to have the flexibility built in to know that we have the flexibility and the time. And if you have those, if you can create an intersection of flexibility and time, then really anything's possible. And that is something that is very much in action here at MAP Academy every day.
1: Yeah, so I I think, you know, even the the idea of professional development being just to go back to having the podcast be a professional development experience in itself as well, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to take place at one time with one group of people. Somebody could go back, a current staff member, future staff member could listen to these episodes at any time and learn what we're trying to do here at MAP Academy, which not only saves time and resources so we don't have to continue to repeat the same thing over and over, it's, it's being flexible and, and really doing what we said we're going to do mm-hmm. and not just be a syn- taking an asynchronous approach to professional development, just like we take an asynchronous approach, with our kids
0: and it's messy sometimes like everything else I mean that comes up in almost every episode I find myself talking about how messy it is because it's messy because like we can think we know what's going to happen and then, and then we can pivot and we have to pivot sometimes we pivot because we want to sometimes we pivot because we have to and all of a sudden it can feel a little bit of a scramble but that improvisation that happens when you have the flexibility to use your time the way it makes most sense to use it that is really really and that again it comes back to a very similar philosophy around what good classroom teaching looks like and I think it's some of our very best staff PD sessions are are things that get surfaced during that opening circle so what and it's the same as in a classroom right how do you know what's happening in a group and you surface it and then you deal with it and you figure out a plan to move forward from it and by including every voice the beautiful thing about a circle is that it includes every voice or it at least most often includes every
1: voice. But going into the staff meetings and the professional development meetings as well, knowing that we don't have everything figured out, Mm -hmm. there is no playbook for this. If there was a playbook to opening new high schools and doing high school differently for an off-track population, everybody would be opening new high Mm -hmm. schools and doing high school differently for the off-track population. There is no playbook to how to effectively open and operate an innovative school for students in which school hasn't worked for in sometimes years
0: and that's a vulnerable place as leaders of a school to be sometimes and you had to get comfortable with vulnerability to create disruption because disruption by definition means that it's not stable always along the way and so that idea which is really i think mind-blowing probably from a traditional perspective that the leaders of a school would sit in a circle with their staff and open the floor essentially open the floor to what weekly where where people are at <laughs> in and then respond to it and and it is it is challenging at times and people here staff here have to get used to that uncertainty of us saying you know and sometimes we say yeah definitively nope not doing that. <laughs> and and sometimes we go into detail about why and sometimes we don't have time to go into detail about why. It's just a, nope, we're not doing that. And we try to then circle back around and explain the rationale between why. And but most of the time, it's it's a, an open-ended question. It's just something we can think about and it's something we can figure out. And when we don't know the answer, we try super hard to say, "We don't know the answer."
1: But the awesome thing now about being in year two is we're having other staff members who, so it's n- not just Rachel and I, you know, giving rationale about about the why. Now, we mentioned it in a previous episode that we were beginning the the formulation of a leadership team underneath Rachel and I, and their their voices are being elevated because now they're, they're no longer year one teachers right. in a brand new school because oftentimes it feels like... As Rachel and I have been working on MAP Academy now for six years or so, we're only in year two. Mm-hmm. So people look to us as if we have everything figured out, but it's great now that we have some people who are in year two with us. And I imagine if I could forecast to the future, once we have people who have been with us for five or six years, 10 years.
0: They kind of know what we're going to say. Correct. Yeah. They can kind of answer a lot of those questions from a like MAP Academy perspective. Like a, this is kind of what's going to be the answer, which is really nice because there needs to be some of that stuff.
1: All right, that's been another episode of Education Disruption. If you enjoyed this show or have feedback, please go ahead and leave a rating. And if
0: you have friends or colleagues in education or work with youth that you think might be interested in our show, it would really mean a lot if you would share this podcast with them.
1: We are both on Twitter and I can be reached at Charpentier Josh. And
0: I'm at Rachel Babcock.
1: We've also put our handles in the description and we'd love to connect over there.
0: Yeah, so thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next week with another episode of Education Disruption.